The NRL Integrity Unit is investigating a nightclub brawl allegedly involving Canberra player Curtis Scott. A bizarre set of circumstances at the Bulldogs this afternoon. Now, player Lachlan Lewis has been accused of stealing club property, attempting to offload it online. A set of speakers worth a couple of hundred dollars. This is a farce. You're playing a school for fools, Justin. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? I don't know what it was. Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith and Chris Lewis have all been suspended for one match and fined based on their salary. I don't know what it was. Warriors fullback Reese Walsh has been suspended for two matches and fined $5,000 after he was caught with cocaine on the Gold Coast. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? What was it? Sugar? Candy? Peter, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what it was. If you want to know all about the dumb things in league, then the Dummy M is the show for you. I am B-Row, joined every week by my co-host T-Dog. Mate, we are one week removed from Magic Round. We are both going and I'm incredibly excited. What about yourself? It's been a good week. Uh, last week it was, I don't know, revealed that I'm going to mm-hmm. Magic Round, yep. which was a really nice surprise. And then uh, Audrey mentioned we were going to see the Wiggles. Mm-hmm. So we went to see the Wiggles yep. and that, that was excellent. And then... The following day, I got to go to a concert. It's called the Red Hot Summer tour, headlined by uh, Hunters and Collectors. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then James Rain was there, Living In, Killing Heidi, The mm-hmm. Angels, you know, so it was, it was good. And I really appreciate it. It wasn't as good as the one I seen headlined by John Farnham about three years ago, but I appreciated the fact that I could go and see live music. Yeah, wow. It was just like, yep, I pre- the 5,000 people that were there all were loving it. Yeah, Some wow. a little bit too much and couldn't stand by the end of the <laughs> night. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, we record on a Thursday. So tonight, big grudge match. We got Broncos playing Souths. Mm, prediction, the, prediction, uh, prediction. If this game was in... Queensland at Suncorp, I'd be picking the Broncos. Wow. But because it's in Sydney, yep. I'm going to go with South. Okay. Yeah, it's a gr- well, they're building it as a grudge match because it's Reynolds' first match against South. Yep. But I just I think the Broncos are actually playing well and South aren't, as possibly could be. Mm-hmm. I'm just going purely home ground advantage. Not by much, but South to win tonight by a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do look forward to the match. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm actually I'm, really keen to yeah. see because they Broncos were excellent last week against the Sharks. Yeah. But can they do it back to back? Yeah, that's the that's the bit that has let them down the past couple of years. Yeah, because yeah. Reynolds is starting to find a bit of form, which I, is great. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really agree. like him as a player, and yeah. I was really glad that the Broncos picked him up because yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see the Broncos come back a bit because mm. it's so much fun smashing you when you're good. Uh, so. I, yeah, exactly right. Yes. <laughs> well, mate, massive show today. We have a stand-up comedian as guest, Sean Morahan, all the way from Sydney. He is a part of the Ten Comedians lineup. Now you might know. Some of the other lineup, there's Rob Andrews, there's Peter Green. Hey, I know those names. There's Peter Mizell. Hey. There's Christina Van Look. So regulars on our show yes. and they've recommended Sean. Never met the guy. I've chatted with him on Messenger. He seems like a lovely bloke. And Mizell said, mate, have a chat to Sean. So really looking forward to that. Excellent. Well, speaking of comedians that have been on the show before and the joke off, mm-hmm. the joke off's back today. Okay. We've got two comedians returning. The last time they faced off, they talked about their worst gig. Yep. So today they're actually having a joke off about the election. Mm. So we have Gary Eck taking on Al Del Bene. Mm, they might be talking about ScoMo's worst gig and Albanese's worst gig. Well, that that's not be... hard at the moment because he's <laughs> yeah. had another shocker today. Yeah, I think the media beat the poor guy up a fair bit. But anyway, however, we are also going to talk about what happened against the Knights versus Eels. 
because I actually made a bet on that game. Oh, did gonna, you? Yeah, I'll get okay. into it a little bit later, okay. and it came back to bite me. However, yes. why don't we just start talking about round eight, mate? Tell us all the things that happened. Well, I've got to admit, I caught up on it after the fact, being away on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. a chance to watch a lot of live footy, but right, I, right. it was a few upsets galore yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. what I said, which is great because you don't want it to be predictable, the yeah. same teams winning. So mm-hmm. obviously I mentioned Broncos beating Sharks. Mm-hmm. Bulldogs had a really good gutsy win over Roosters. Yep. Roosters really struggling to find their feet at the moment. I keep yeah. thinking, this is the week, this mm. is the week. So mm. be interesting to see if this is the week. No, uh, no. When they're at Magic Round against the Eels, that'll be that'll the week. That'll be the week, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Eels will play them into form. Yeah, will they? We will. We <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, looked like Dragons and Tigers was a bit of a, a cracker of a game. It mm. was really tight. Yeah. I actually picked the Tigers in that one, thinking yep. they might continue. But Dragons had another good win. And then you've got teams like the Storm who just yeah. turn up every week yep. and just they put 50 on the Knights. Mm. Panthers had a bit of a gritty win, not an amazing win, but a gritty win against the Titans. Oh, and Manly. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. Yeah, the but tackle, we, yes. yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. tackle. So yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later on. Okay. But I thought Manly, that's one of the games I did get to watch, put in a pretty good effort considering they had 12 men for 71 minutes. Yeah, 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 they yeah. held their own for a while. Absolutely. And I, I think if they had 13 players, they could have won that match. Okay. But they didn't. So mm. they, yeah. All right. Well, as we are the dummy and we talk about all the dumb things in league, it's starting to become a little bit of a pattern that this name keeps coming up with dumb decisions, and that is from the Storm, Brandon Smith. Now, what's he done this week, mate? Well, it'll be interesting to see because this is his last year at the Storm and he's off to the Roosters. Oh, okay. So it'll be interesting to see whether he cleans up his act mm-hmm. under Trent Robinson and yep. Nick Politis down mm-hmm. there or whether he becomes friends with Jared Warrior Hargreaves and it continues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think JWH is a go and break the speed limit you steel stereos type guy. He's just he just plays really hard on the field. He crosses yeah. that yeah, white yeah, line yeah. and just becomes a lunatic, doesn't Monster, he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So from what I understand, in a an interview with Xavier Coates, mm-hmm. Brandon Smith has interrupted this interview mm-hmm. and has used some pigeon English. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. so he's used a word. Mm. Which they haven't said no. yet. God, I hate Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, they're doing a substance. We don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said a word. We don't know what the word was. No, oh, but okay. it's apparently sexual in nature. Oh. Yes. And this is not the first time he's done this. Right. So Xavier Coates, born in Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. amazing player, also a Queenslander, doing wonderful things. Previously in an interview with Justin Olam, also born in Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. he's done the similar thing. Oh, right. So I don't know where... We love the hectic cheese because yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. you know, he he's a character. Yep, he's got a bit of spunk about him. Yep, yep. Yes, but I don't know if anyone, what, like, did Karen report this as an yeah, issue? Like, yeah. who's reporting oh, this as a problem? God, yeah, it's ridiculous. And there are people out there who would speculate that what he's actually doing is he's trying to get it released from his contract earlier. Oh, really? And so, yeah, he wants to go to the Roosters. Because he already said, oh, I want to beat the Roosters winning a, a grand final with the Roosters. And he has said that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the way they're playing right now, <laughs> no, no, maybe, yeah, that's maybe right. he no, doesn't. Yeah, However, yeah. there are people out there who think, okay, he's, Hectic Cheese is doing all these dumb things so that they go, Melbourne goes, all right, we're going to release you early from your contract. But obviously the flaw in that is that, you know, that Hectic Cheese has actually thought this all through. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the trusted name in sort of fake sport news is none other than J-Dub, and here she is to let us know what has, what hasn't, and her interpretation of what's going on in the world of sport. Sports, 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 G'day, fellas. Thanks for having me back to read the news headlines roundup. Might want to get your sweary beepy button ready because it's one of those weeks. Starting with rugby league this week. Remember when the worst thing that happened to the Hopperwadi family was that Dad, John, kept sticking his finger up the butt of opponent players while he was playing for Manly, trying to incite them into violence? And then he became a bouncer in King's Cross? Ah, oh, wonderful times. Well, one of his sons, Jamil, pled guilty yesterday to his part in a $154 million drug importation role. The worst part about all of this is that when they caught him, it was a setup and he fled from police, jumping fence after fence with a bag full of fake cocaine. Imagine dying for fake cocaine. He didn't die, but he's going to go to jail for a very, very long time. Still in rugby league, Matt Lodge, New Zealand Warriors player, um, currently has been ordered to pay 1.3 million US dollars after he forced his way into a house, scared the shit out of everybody, smashed everything up, threatened to kill people, beat the crap out of the only guy trying to defend everybody, and somehow has managed to take the field again in Australia. Remarkable. He milked the absolute shit out of the softest penalty you've ever seen last week, making his team right in front, so they got to kick the penalty, and they win. Now, the performance was so horrendous that the theatre people uh, have just deemed it the worst they've ever seen. It's been nominated for a Razzie. It got 9.2 on Rotten Tomatoes. The rugby league crowd, however, have deemed him an absolute shit c- And we all agree. Finishing this week out with cricket. Now, we all know that I love the Ashes, love the One Dayers, love the Big Bash. Suburban cricket, however, is about as boring as reading IKEA instructions. This week, in Adelaide, there was, however, a very interesting moment when a stolen car made its way straight across the pitch, followed by cops, because it had already knocked a couple of people over. The people who stole the car had already threatened the owner with an axe. It's the most interesting thing that has ever happened in suburban cricket ever. Well done, Adelaide. And that's it from me this week, fellas. Thank you so much for enduring my cold. Love your work. The Dummy M. They've got heads for the game and heads for podcasting. Well, mate, we tend to get a lot of comedians from Sydney and we have had a recommendation today by the one and the only Peter Mizell. This guy's a friend of his and it's the first time you and I have ever actually spoken with him. He is a comedian. You can catch him at the website, alaughandahalf.com. His name is Sean Morahan. Sean, welcome so much to the Dummy M. How are you, buddy? I'm really well. Well, Sean, I'm assuming unless you've always wanted to be a comedian all your life, it's probably not the only thing you've done. So did you actually have an actual job before becoming a comedian? Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was a national manager at a fairly big, well-known European car company. Yeah, a few decades working in the car industry and then and then into stand-up comedy. And sort of shortly after that, I got a redundancy from the uh, car company I was working for. So all of a sudden I had a bit of time and money on my hands and I went, well, I was ever going to do comedy, now's the time. So, yeah, just nice. Sort of, you know, went boots first right into it. Yeah. So, so what was the transition like going from, obviously you, you're working for quite a big company and, you know, you're making a six-figure salary. What was it like crossing over into doing stand-up and making, you know, tens and tens of dollars at a time? <laughs> I, I, I have a joke about How rude can we get on this podcast? Oh, go oh mate, go, go for it. it. Go for your life. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, well. I do talk about that, this big financial transition that, you know, I had to sacrifice a few things going from a corporate job into comedy, you know, like I can no longer afford hookers and cocaine. I, <laughs> I just have to snort the coke off my own tips. <laughs> while I was while I was at the head office over in Europe, I took a bit of a holiday with my partner and at the end of the work I had to do, and we went to England and Ireland. 
and that's actually where I decided to want to get into comedy. I don't know if you guys have heard of an English comedian called Jimmy Carr. Yes. Everyone yep. knows Jimmy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I really wanted to see him live. I'd seen him on YouTube, thought he was fantastic. I wanted to see him live. And everywhere we went in England, he was sold out. Uh. We got to Ireland and got to Dublin, and he was in Dublin as well, and he was sold out. But I thought, what the heck, we'll just wander down to the, to the theatre. And just got chatting to the lady behind the counter there. She said the show was sold out, but she picked up that I had an Australian accent. And she had friends and family in Australia. So we just got chatting, and sort of 20 minutes later, she said, how many tickets we after? <laughs> so, oh, nice. So she slipped us a couple of tickets that... Yeah, so even though it was technically sold out, they had a couple left for nice people, I guess. So got in to see Jimmy Carr, and that night I was there you know, with my partner, and we were both shaking with laughter. About halfway through the show, I thought, God, I would love to do this. So when I got back to Sydney, I looked up a comedy course. So I got a book called Step by Step to Stand-Up Comedy by a guy called Greg Dean. Right. And I listened to that on audiobook every time I went out for a bushwalk and just started writing jokes. And um, at the end of the course, we had to perform in a pub, and, yeah, just got into it. We had to do seven minutes in a pub at the end of the course and the guy who ran it was going to cancel because so many people had dropped out because they all got, you know, stage fright. Gibbs, I think, on yeah. the last last day. And I said, well, I'll do double the time. And he went, really? Have you got enough jokes? So I emailed him over the jokes I'd written. He goes, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. So I ended up doing 15 minutes of my very first gig, which now I know is a very long time. Yeah, 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 yeah I can yeah, imagine. Absolutely. It all worked out all right. Now, Sean, I, I gather that obviously you've moved into comedy quite late in life or later in life. Yeah. Do you have children? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that you have a partner. Yes. She considers me her child. But Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is it the same partner you had that when you started the comedy journey? Yes. Yes, it is. And I guess probably the worst part of that is, you know, she has been to a lot of, you know, we organise barbecues and things for our comedians and she comes to those and a few of the dinners and stuff we've had together she comes to. And they have all said that by far she is the funniest person in our relationship. <laughs> yeah, because that was going to be my question is, what does she, she obviously supports your life choices, you know, you, this change, but are you yeah. testing out jokes on her? Is she rolling her eyes? Is she giving you feedback? Or she's like, I don't want to hear it. It's work chat. Talk to me about something boring like the election or something. <laughs> no, she, she definitely does roll the eyes, although I think, Sometimes it's the, the speed at which she rolls the eyes. I think, oh, yeah, there's something there. Yeah, like, okay. You know, yeah, I've yeah. a lot of material past her. And, yeah, if she's, if she, and if she sort of stays quiet and sort of doesn't roll the eyes too quickly, I know that's going to go really well with an audience. If yeah, she okay. rolls yeah, the eyes okay. very quickly or bites back or something, it's like, nah, that's no good. That's not going to work. So, yep. so um, she, she's a bit of a harsh critic, but that's good because, you know, I think it filters out a lot of my worst material before an audience gets tortured with it so okay that's nice so at the start of the show b-row mentioned you're based in sydney we're an nrl podcast so i've got to ask you if you follow the nrl do you have a team okay i think i, I don't follow the nrl but i think the team that i least want to lose is south okay. my dad was a massive rugby league fan he used to coach juniors and stuff as well so he was you know really really into the game very passionate about the game and he came from ireland and uh, i think when when he came to australia he did he loved cricket as well and i think that's because he found a, a sporting event that you could sit and drink for five days instead of for a couple of hours <laughs> um, but he but he's, he's he always maintained his love of rugby league and we sort of got to the point where in the 80s souths weren't doing very well at all so we would listen to the radio at home because he'd go out to the games every week. He'd go and watch South Live. And we knew if he came, if South lost, he'd come home in a foul, yeah. foul mood and we would cough it bad. So 
yeah, Saturday afternoons we'd, you know, or Sundays, we'd be listening to the, to the radio and if South were losing, we'd all make arrangements to be out of, be out of the house. <laughs> so I think we just sort of got conditioned that we always just willing South to win, so we just didn't have to put up with him losing his temper on a, on, you know, on, the, on the night of the game. So, uh, so even these days, I think collectively our whole family just breathes a sigh of relief when Souths win. All right, so if you don't follow league, that's okay. We we love all sports on this show. So is there a sport, and it doesn't even have to be an Australian sport, is there a sport that you actually do follow? Oh, look, I'm sort of getting back into cricket. I was mad on cricket when I was a little kid, and then I got into Aussie rules. Um, funnily enough, when I moved to Sydney, because there wasn't much cricket on the northern beaches where Dad chose to move us to, and my auntie sort of put me in touch with a friend of hers who was the president of a, footy cl- a junior footy club, uh, an AFL club, and... He just went, oh, you're from South Australia, you must love AFL. And even though it wasn't sort of my, my primary love, I got into it. And then, you know, so I've ended up playing a couple of decades of, of AFL, you know, at an amateur level, but always enjoyed it and, you know, and enjoyed the, a lot of the things that I think go with being in a footy club, just seeing all the different characters and seeing all the different scenarios that play out. So you mentioned you played for a while. What position did you actually play? Oh, I'm pretty tall. We haven't met, but yeah, I'm, I'm six foot eight. So oh, wow. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't really get away from being in the ruck. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, that's yeah. that's it. So in centimetres, what is that in centimetres? Uh, a little over 200. I think it's 202, 203. There you wow. go. Yeah, so you're a big man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I actually, I've reached that stage. I'm 48, Sean. Last time I went to the doctor and he measured my height, I'd shrunk a centimetre. There you and go. Said, yeah, yeah, so you're on the way down. Yes. You, so I'm actually, yeah. I'm on the decline. So you never yes. know, mate. You might be 200 flat one day. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, it sort of sounds like you've somewhat sort of new to comedy in a way, like maybe two, three years into your journey. So where are you at at this stage? You're at the support level. You've been doing emceeing. What sort of, where, where are you at at that stage of your comedy? Yeah, very much support level. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing it a lot longer, but I guess the part of it that, it's, that I've sort of moved into is producing so much stuff rather than performing. Yeah. So I put together the shows. So in fact, yeah, B-Row, I think you've even been to one of our shows in... 2019 at the Bat and Ball Hotel. I've been to a few actually, yes. Peter Myzel was performing. Correct, correct. You had a suit. Oh, okay, I, I remember right. you. Yeah. I remember you. You had a suit jacket on that you'd just bought and you were doing jokes about like the particular suit coat that you had. I do recall you, yes. Yeah, yep, very good. And you didn't even give the jokes away. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> well, maybe you don't remember them. Do I don't remember them at all. At, at all. Courtesy. Yes, yeah. But no, I have, I have actually seen because it was essentially it was like 10 comedians for $25 or something. And right. um, yeah, and it was it's a really good night. And yeah. the, the show moves along really quickly, and and I, I've sort of been on that journey too of going from stand up into writing and radio and uh, and television and other sort of mediums. So uh, it sounds a little bit similar to the the journey that I've been on. But mate, um, you know, if you're out there and you're doing comedy, where can people sort of like catch up to you other than the laughandahalf.com website? Is there a Facebook page, an Instagram page? Where can people find out where your next gigs are? Yeah, same thing uh, on Facebook. We are just facebook.com a laugh and a half. So but just make sure you put a in front. It's a laugh and a half. Mm-hmm. And we've got gigs coming up. At, you know, we do gigs on the Central Coast at Wyong. We're starting some at Gosford on the 3rd of June. We're back at the South Juniors Club on the 21st of this month. And next month, we're also back at the Stonecutters Ridge Golf Club, which is out near Blacktown. We do regular gigs there too. So yep, my hometown. There's plenty of gigs on the go. Mm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sean, and all the best with your upcoming gigs. Cheers, Sean. Great. Thanks for the chat. All right, mate. Well, my Saturday night can be described as shit because I lined up some beers. I had my tablet all fired up, had the office all set up to sit down and watch the Eels game, playing the Cowboys up in Darwin. And of course, we got absolutely spanked, which 
I guess I was expecting because of the silly changes that Brad Arthur's been making to the club and the selectors as well. It's not just on him. It's the other people above him. They're just making these really dumb decisions. But I mentioned before that I'd made a bet about it. Okay. So last term, I teach in this particular block in our school. And this young year eight boy noticed that I was wearing footy clothes, like my footy top, my paratops and stuff. And he started talking to me about footy. And he's like, oh, I go for the Cowboys. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know this kid from Barra. So we just started getting chatting. And every time I walked to class, he'd come and say hello. And anyway, he's like, oh, we're going to beat you. And I was like, no way, no way. He's like, we're going to beat you. And I said, all right, let's have a bet. And he goes, all right. I said, I bet you, if the Eels beat you, you've got to do all your homework. But if the Eels lose, you get a term off of doing homework. Perfect. I don't teach this kid. It's not my problem, you know. And the kid's like, go on then. This term, I get a year eight class. Who's in my year eight class? That kid. That kid. Oh, fantastic. To make matters worse, he brought it up in front of everyone last week and there were two, no, three, sorry, three other kids who raised their hands. They went, we're actually Cowboys fans. (laughs) We get the same deal. And I'm like, you're on, you're on. And sure enough. They got spanked. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was staying at the in-laws and uh, they don't have Fox, so I'm sort of just keeping up to date on my phone here and there. But it was like Cowboys, you know, 12 and then 24 and then 34. I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, it's so crazy. And it's funny, Ray Price, right? Yeah. So there's been a big blow up after the game. People have gone after Jake Arthur online. They've gone yes, they after have. Brad Arthur online. Yes. Now, Jake Arthur hasn't done a thing wrong, okay? It's Brad Arthur and the selector's fault for picking him. He needs to be in New South Wales Cup. He needs to be developing his skills. And he's going to turn into a great player one day. But he's also, by putting him in the team, it's too early, and he's knocked Dylan Brown out of his key position, of which he was excelling. Ray Price, Parramatta legend, had this to say. Mate, they need to pull their heads out of their ass. Tell me, why would you change your half and five-eighth combination? I can't believe that. This young kid who is now 21, Brown, he is just becoming a footballer. He's playing some bloody good football. Why push him out to the centre? Why keep changing? If you want to win the comp... They're going about it the wrong way. And this is what we've been saying for a year and a day, you know, as in longer than a year, yeah. we've been saying forever. And he just keeps making these really dumb decisions. And what happens? We get absolutely spanked. Half the fans online attack Jake. It's not Jake's fault. It's not Jake's fault. But, you know, where are they going to point the blame? And then this week, what's he done? He's dropped Jake. He's gone back to a really strong team. That doesn't have fluidity, doesn't have momentum, doesn't have practice together. So, yeah, we got a good lineup this week, but we're playing the Panthers, who have momentum, who've all been in the same position, all doing it. Oh, man, it does my head in. But anyway. Do you think it's down to the fact that, obviously, Parramatta are down cattle? No. no. They're down cattle. No. You, you don't Absolutely have, no? not. Okay. Because for two reasons. One, he could use Bryce Cartwright. Bryce Cartwright is a much better, yeah, yeah. Much better choice. Yep. But also, I would go with that theory if it wasn't for the fact that he's made so many other illogical decisions throughout his career. Okay, so it's not like everything's been logical, suddenly we get injuries and he's just scrambling. It's, I mean, back in round three, he, he didn't play a player. So he essentially just sat a player on the yeah, bench. Yeah, that's right, yes. And it's just like, who does, who does this? Yeah. Under-age coaches wouldn't do that. It's just, yeah, so no, I don't think that at all. It's it's certainly impacted our team, there's no doubt about it. I agree. Yeah, however, speaking about impacting teams, let's jump to Kevy Walters, Yes, yeah. Now, a bit of danger signs for you this week, because they came out and they gave the kiss of death. They have. That Kevy Walters has got the full support of the board. I know, I know. When I read this, I thought, oh no, here we go again. Because we all know what that means. We all know what that means. The interesting thing was... A couple of weeks ago, it's funny, 
when the Broncos have now won a couple of games in a row yep. and the media sort of quietens down, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they weren't winning, it, there was – when – Anthony Seabold was the coach of the Broncos and they were performing their worst ever mm. in club history. All the old boys came out and said, you've got to pick Walters as coach. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. Yep. It's like having Des Hasler at Manly. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He's got Broncos blood in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man. You've got to choose him. And then, of course, we don't win. Well, we're not winning. Mm. So, of course, they start going, oh, is he the man? Mm. Isn't he the man? So, yeah, the board have come out and and backed him. Ben Eichen, very cluey guy. He mm. knows football inside and out. I, I'd I'd trust Ben Eichen. If he says Kevin Walters is our coach for the next three years, mm. that's I I'm not saying that's what he said, but I, I, I if Ben Eichen says it, I'd believe it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave Donaghy's the CEO down there. So I, I think that they're heading in the right direction. They had a Really good win against the Sharks, as previously mm, mentioned. Mm. But yeah, I don't want to ever read full support of the board and Broncos mm. in the same headline. Yeah. Now, I actually interviewed Ben Eichen on the radio back in 2008. Yeah. And I asked him a question, and his answer proved, like you said, that he knows a lot about rugby league because it was Bernie and I interviewing him. And we said, uh, How are the Eels going to go this year in 2008? And he went, No. Nah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you want to hear my. Fox Force 5 joke? Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can't you? Nope. Well, it is the joke off, and our two big names this week are Al Del Bene and Gary Eck. And Gary Eck has just had to basically ask us to call back in 10 minutes' time because he had to pick his son up. So let's hear all about that. What's going on there? Gary, I've got to ask, well, this is obviously not part of the joke off. You're picking up your son. Were you picking him up from school? No, I was picking him up from the train station. Right. I went oh. to Ashfield instead of Summerhill. Oh. Okay. All right. No, that's okay because I thought... waiting at the wrong... No, that's okay. No, no, that's okay because I thought, geez, if you're picking him up at 10 past four, what's he got a school detention? And I was going <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to grill you about that, but that's <laughs> yeah. not the case. Oh, yeah. So. All my, oh, no, all my kids get school detention. I insist on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap childcare, isn't it, after school detention? <laughs> so. Definitely, yeah. I just say, look, just muck up just before school breaks and get detention so you don't have to pay, we don't have to pay. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. What a brilliant idea. There you go. That's Thanks. a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And so these two gentlemen are joining us this week to talk about the election, okay? So I'm mm. not sure which direction they're going to go. They're, no. welcome, they're welcome to go in any direction. Yes. But, of course, you said that we already have tossed the coin. Who's going to go first? Uh, L is the toss winner. Okay. So Al is going to have the first joke, which is going to be interesting. I know he's lived in Australia a long time. Yep. But whether he's got a, his head around our political ways versus the American political ways, I'm okay. not sure. Okay. So I look forward to hearing Al's perspective. All right. Okay. So it's three mm-hmm. jokes. It's three jokes each. Why don't we jump straight in? Yep. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. I don't really have jokes. I just have more confusion and uh, and dismay. I don't know. I don't know how it all works down here. Uh, is there a sorting hat? What, <laughs> what happens? It seems like my first few years here, you guys were getting like a new prime minister every month. You guys just kept changing your minds. I didn't. It was like Amazon Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> I didn't even know where to begin other than to sort of say, I mean, I find it kind of amusing that, you know, all these politicians, they run around, you know, during an election, interviews and press junkets, opening this, and none of us actually care. Like, none of us have any remote interest whatsoever. I mean, it's just this illusion that they think we're interested 
<laughs> to have to say, having to say this though, but there's a house where I live, and I'm, I'm not even making it up. I actually drove past this house just moments ago, and it has 16 Anthony Albanese signs around the the perimeter of the house, like on the lawn, <laughs> wow. on the fence. There are 16. I'm not. I don't know. I, I I mean, I would love. This would be my dream to see Scott Morrison door knock that house <laughs> just to see just to, just to see the guy's reaction maybe i don't know maybe the guy hates anthony albanese and he's actually trying to keep him out like what better than to put up signs to actually stop him from actually getting in i just yeah on off of what gary said i i feel the same when i moved down here I just noticed how little you guys gave a shit. And even more than that, like, you just hate them. It doesn't matter who wins, who loses. Um, you could have voted for the guy. As soon as he's in office, he's a fucking cunt. And, uh, <laughs> and that's just the way it is. And I kind of, I actually enjoy that. I respect you guys for that. Because in America, we're, you know, there's a lot of sycophants and stuff. And I just love that you guys are like, not whoever's in charge is just awful. The one thing here I find is, you know, I think politics is very childish. I mean, it's probably childish around the world. But if you just look, you know, what's going on now, you know, the, it's it's all just kind of, they're all just doing little childish rhymes and puns like, you know, Anthony Albany, Albanese thinks it's easy and, you know, Penny Wong picked the wrong party. Um, and, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for a moment during question time for one party to run over to the other side and go, tip, you're it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> And start singing songs like, you know, you put your right wing in, you put your left wing out. <laughs> that's, how, that's how politics is all about. I like that. Maybe maybe you should do one there. Yeah. All right, Al, yeah. let us have it. I know you said you didn't have a second joke, so good luck with your third one. Okay, well, when I initially started writing these jokes, I thought they were about erections. So um, <laughs> let's hear it. In Dirty ones. No, no. I, the only thing I have left to say is I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. Maybe it's just me, but Albanese uh, resembles Porky Pig to me. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> like, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> Not a strong finish, Al. <laughs> All right, Gary, go That's for it. That's a good it. slogan, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a way, you know, I, I, it's hard not to be kind of envious a little bit of the American system where you just, you know, you elect one person. That's it. You know, here we elect the party and then the party can double-cross you and stab you in the back and get rid of you. Oh, yeah. That's why, Al, we have so many, you know, prime ministers because, you you know, you elect the party. So you just, once once you're in, they just go, you know what, we don't like you, we'll get rid of someone else and, you know, put them in, ah. what have you. I know, I know. Whereas in America, you, and, and that's part of the problem too, you, you elect Donald Trump, he's the guy, right? Yeah. I'm it. I'm here forever. You can't get rid of me, okay? <laughs> there's, no, there's no getting rid of me. I'm going to be here for a long time, long time. Even, <laughs> even, though, even though I've been, I lost the election, I won the election, okay? I really want it. I'm going to come back in 2024. And I'm going to be huge and everyone's going to love me. I love me. I love, I looked in the mirror and I was in love with me. We might have to ask Gary back as a Donald Trump impersonator. No, I'm just rambling. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Oh, that was wow. good. That was excellent. There's a guy on Saturday Night Live who's, who's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's flawless. Yeah. yeah. Gents, great job today. 
I think we were yeah. more poking holes about politics than what it actually is. I mean, that Trump impersonation, that was really good, Gary. Yeah. I think yeah. we need to get you back on maybe as Donald Trump mm. uh, one day. But mm. I, I think... Al's joke, the, I think it was your second joke there, yep. Al, about doesn't matter who we put in, we're going to whinge about him anyway. That was the, the mm. winner for me today. So today's winner, Al Del Bene. Hey, oh, finally. Good. I can finally, sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I know he's been, he's been so, he's been just, he would text me going, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you down. You're not funny, ex. Oh, he's a comedian. Yeah, but now he's all happy. So now I get to yeah. do that. To That's Al. right. You bastard. I can't wait. Well, Al, you'll just have to give it to Gary for the next month until we have you back on. Yeah, beauty. All right. Mm. Biro and T-Dog, the NRL's loose integrity units. Okay, mate, Manly. They certainly had a bit of a dumb incident this week, young Carl Lawton. What did you think of the tackle? Let me ask that. I can't argue with the fact it had to be a send-off. Right, yeah. yeah it has 100%, to be. 100%. It's yep. a spear tackle yeah, yeah, yeah. since 1908. Yep. That's a send-off. Yeah. And what I hate is that during commentary on Channel 9, both Phil Gould and Brad Fittler have argued the fact that that shouldn't have been a send-off. Wow. Yeah, both of them on that because it's ruined the entertainment of the game or the fabric of the game. Because it's now twelve on thirteen for the for the next seventy one minutes in prime time on a Friday night. Right. Well, isn't that Carl Lawton's fault for doing the tackle? Yeah, like, that's right. That's yeah. nobody else's fault. The fact that the spectacle of the game got ruined, he did something illegal yeah. well, against the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a send off. Yeah. Now we we've moved into this area now in rugby league, and I see it in all sports where they judge the severity on an injury. Yep. I hate that. It's yeah. all about intention. Yeah. That tackle's just got to be a couple of degrees wrong. Look, look what ha- happened to Alex McKinnon. Yeah. Alex McKinnon lost the ability to walk. Yep. Lost the ability to move his arms probably again, but not to the level that was before. Lost the ability to play rugby league mm. ever again from a spear tackle. Yeah. What more do you want? We can't judge these after the fact. Mm. And what I found quite humorous, and I know, once again, I don't, I don't like the fact that we dig up the past because things change. Yeah, sure. You know, things. But I actually found it quite humorous. I was watching NRL 360 and Paul Kent actually found quotes from both Phil Gould and Brad <laughs> Fittler from 25 years ago about spear tackles and they literally contradicted what they said <laughs> on the Friday night. <laughs> if you want to try your hand at podcasting, then be sure to check out Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is an easy-to-use podcasting platform that with the click of a few buttons gets your podcast on all the big sites like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Buzzsprout is designed so that anyone can create an account, log in, and have an episode out within minutes. The site also has a huge library of video tutorials to help you with every step of the process, from recording, improving your audio quality, how to build an audience, and more. They even have a helpful question and answer section if you ever get stuck where you can read up on tips or speak to an expert online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. If you have an idea for a show, sign up for a free account and give it a go. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. If you want to find out all the rules of the Dummy M competition, you go to Facebook, Drunk and Sober Chronicles. 
where T-Dog's elaborate point system is up there. And he's the mathematician. He tells us the current score and what the players got in trouble for. So, mate, top five. Let's hear it. Has there been much movement? And who did what this week? So I've got a. We've just been talking about Carl Launton mm-hmm. now because he actually got suspended. He actually hasn't earned any points for his team because it's yeah. not a fight. Well, yeah, it's not a yeah. fight. Well, yeah, not yet. That's yeah. right. So mm-hmm. Manly are actually still on zero. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. So we've got uh, Matt Lodge from the Warriors. He's earned a point. Uh, two players from the Rabbitohs, Josh Mansour and Tavita Totola. Yep. They earn a point each. So two for the Rabbitohs there. I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but I'm going to go Billy Sikrikis okay. from the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. He earned a point. Jack Whiten from the Raiders earned them a point, and Jack Johns earned the Knights a point. Okay. All for fines. All right. Okay, because that's our one-pointers, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yep, as yep. outlined on our website. Yep, yep, yep. So there's been a bit of movement, more so around the middle of the table, and not huge movement. But I'm going to, yeah, we're eight rounds in, Manly still on zero. Wow. Yeah, okay. they're doing all right. They're doing yeah, pretty right. good. So if we go all the way back to fifth place at the moment, in fifth place, well, it's actually, there's a tie for fourth. Okay. So in fourth place, on five points, tied, are your Eels. Okay. And the team they just got spanked by, the Cowboys. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. Sitting alone in third place on 11 points are the Panthers. Mm-hmm. In second, two points ahead of them. On 13, we've got the Broncos. And in first place, still out in front by four points, are the dragons. Mm, okay. So, right. yeah, we the past couple of weeks we've had no grandiose incidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard rumblings about things that may be buried from history that might be finding their way out into the uh, the paint uh, yeah. media. We might have to come back to that next okay. week. Cause right, a, right. And then obviously we, you know, the Tui Kamakamitha from the storm, yeah. yep. that sort of coming. So yeah. there might be some larger movements next week, yep. but that's what we've got so far this week. So, Dragons still in front by four over the Broncos, then Panthers trailing two behind them. Wow. We were talking about Kevy getting the full support of the board too because that's a big chance. That's a big it? one. That's like yes. a 10-pointer yeah, or yeah. something. So coach getting fired. Coach getting fired. Ooh. So, I mean, they've already had a 10-pointer when Payne Haas, speak of the devil, got yeah. into a fight with, Albert, Ke- yeah, with mm. Albert Kelly. So mm. they've already had a big earner once this year. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition. I'm, I'm tipping now. They won't sack Cavi this year. Yeah, I'd go with yeah, that. Yeah. I would go with that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. However, I still think you're going to take it out. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, without Cavi. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, again, when you're on Facebook, go to the Drunken Sober Chronicles and you can see all the point system and you can follow along. And by the way, every week when you're on there, if we've missed a story, let us know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make a post, go, hey, talk about this one, talk yeah, about that one. Yeah, We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Uh, absolutely, because I, I guarantee there's stuff we miss. Yeah. For, for sure, for sure. So I think one coach that will be breathing a sigh of relief is, or is he, Trent Barrett? Uh, what about uh, Maguire as well? They've well, had two wins. The, yeah, so, yeah, so I think Maguire got a bit of a relief, and then Gus come and sprinkled his magic yeah, dust, yeah, and, yeah. of course, the Bulldogs had a win. So I thought he was on the chopping block Barrett, but now they've had a win. Who knows? So, uh, look, there will be some coaches that lose their job this year. Yep. It's just who's going to be first. Yeah, please be Brad Arthur. Please be Brad Arthur. <laughs> well, mate, episode 47. Really? And 47? Ep- and episode 48, we're actually going to record at Magic Round next weekend. And so we're going to get down there on the Friday. We're going to go to the Broncos match that night and get back from the Broncos match, start drinking beer. We're I'm not gonna... drinking beer at the ground. I'm not I'm not paying 12 bucks for light beer. I'm just not doing it. So I'm happy with actually drinking after <laughs> yeah. or before the game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we'll get back to the hotel. Yourself, Jono, the sexiest man from Emerald 2008, and myself. 
and we'll start recording for the show. Could be interesting. On the beers and throughout the whole weekend. So we'll have a show up on Sunday, but we're actually going to keep recording all weekend. Yeah. We're going to record on the streets. We'll talk to some fans. Yep. And essentially we'll sort of have a couple of Magic Round specials. So, yeah, I'm really, really pumped yeah. for that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I love the fact that so up here in Queensland, we've just had three Mondays in a row for public holidays. We have. Right. Now, next week, Friday off for Magic Round. So it's only a four-day week that week. Then in week five... We're not there on the Monday, so it's a four-day week. So half the term has been four-day weeks. I know. Hallelujah. It's fantastic. I, my wife mentioned it to me. She yeah. said, you won't work a full week until week six. Yep. I, yeah, that's a good point. I'm getting used to these four-day oh, weeks. It's beautiful. It's, it's funny. I've, I had a mass class. I just finished with a mass class just then. And I said, our next lesson is, ah, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you remember what Mondays are like, kids? And they're yeah. all like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so don't blame them. That's right. So yeah. guess what? You're here on Monday. Yeah. yeah. So, mate, Magic Round, it's such a good time. And the thing that I love the most about it is that you just see so many people out there in their jerseys. Yeah. And even if you're not, you attend a match where you don't go for either teams, it's nice to see their fans out there clustered together, having fun, a lot of them there with their families. And it really is. I was there. I saw one fight when I was leaving, and that was at the train station. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And the police were already on top of it, and uh, and rightly so because the guy's technique was just shit. <laughs> he should have been arrested for that. Yeah. But yeah, it was. There was no violence. It yeah. Was, it was just a lovely, yep. family-friendly weekend and some great footy. Apart from obviously the whole crackdown. So yeah. there's a prediction. Do they make a bullshit rule change? Just before magic, round I don't this think time. they will. I think I they, they will. you would hope they've learned no, their lesson. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in schools where you plan uh, every term you got to do an evacuation. Yes. And we made the mistake at a school I was at one time where we planned it right around assessment, uh, and so kids were opening up exams, doing then, half the exam, and yeah. then having to walk out, yeah. already seeing the questions. And so you have to learn from those things. So I genuinely believe. Unless something terrible happens this weekend, oh, even then there, there won't be no. rule changes. No, yet. I don't. I don't believe so. I, I, luckily enough, that Tupu high tackle happened a couple of weeks ago, yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. they've all, they've corrected for that. Yep. But back on your jerseys uh, point, yeah, I love seeing that. Now we all know about random South Sky. Oh, random yeah, South Sky. Absolutely. Everyone knows about. It. Well, not everyone does. Right. So I mentioned earlier in the show, I was at the uh, Red Hot Summer on yep. Sunday, and I caught up with some old friends of ours, Rob and Tash. Okay. They actually oh, happened nice. to be there. Oh, yes, nice. yes, yes. Anyway, and Tash uh, loves her AFL, mad AFL fan, but does follow the league a bit. Well, she's like, you wouldn't believe it. I said, a South Sky. In a jersey. And I made the joke, well, that now officially makes it an event because it's yeah. not an event yeah. until you see random South Sky. Yeah. And it just, I thought I was being quite humorous and yeah. it just went straight over, over her head. Wow. She's like, what are you talking about? So I had to explain to her yeah. the random South Sky. She, and I think she initially thought it was the same guy going ah, to all these events. Right, so I'm like, right, no, no, right. no, no, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. So all over the world at all sporting events, it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's baseball, cricket, NFL, you'll see WrestleMania this year. WrestleMania, front row. Random South Sky. Random South Sky. Wow. So random South Sky, actual thing, we'll obviously see more than random South Skies this weekend or next weekend because it'll be full of South fans. Yep. But I just find it, people, keep an eye out. Like maybe some people out there might even be down at their son's under six soccer game on the weekend and random South Sky there. Oh, I was going to say take a photo, but you might get a bit angry. But feel free to take a photo of like random South Sky. Put it up on our put it up on our Facebook page, Drunk and Sober Chronicles. Yep. Let's share it around. Random South Sky. I want to see it extend though. I want to see it branch out from sport. 
So I want to see political rallies. I want to see, you know, like uh, the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, you know, yeah, I want yeah. to see these crowds somewhere and this random it, South guy. Because yeah. you've probably seen all the memes where random South guy fan on the moon. Oh, and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. great. So, it's, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely awesome. It's taken, a, it's, it's taken a life of its own, much like Florida Man. Yes. Florida yeah, yeah. Man is so good. For those people out there that don't know who or what Florida Man yep. is, yep. Google it. Yep. It's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. essentially all the crazy stories from Florida. And you can actually do – apparently there's a challenge where you go – Florida man, and you put your birth date in, and oh. so you look at the crazy thing. All that the happened stuff they have on that, bir- on oh, that birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was so, such a great idea. God bless the internet. Absolutely, God absolutely. Bless it. Yeah. So we're going to see lots of jerseys down there, and the great thing about Magic Round, it's just a time when it doesn't matter if you support the Sharks, doesn't matter if you support the Broncos, doesn't matter if you support the Eels, or you support the Doggies, or you support the Raiders. Everybody comes together to hate on Melbourne. It's just sens- it's sensational. <laughs> I do in my do, head. I was going to say, was gonna, do they or is that just you? No, it's in my head. And Bernie's. <laughs> I, I do do another podcast with the Burnmeister. Now we do the Parramatta's podcast. And we actually got a message in our chat last night. And let me read it. Okay. And it was quite flattering. This fan just out of nowhere goes... What time will the podcast be available? <laughs> like, there's this person just sitting around waiting for our podcast to come up. So well, now, hang on, no, was that Kath because she just wanted to come into the house and she's like, not, no. absolutely not, no. But um, yeah, so the Parramatta's podcast, you can catch me on that. And in fact, you will hear the silky voice of T Dog on there because he does a live read for us. So every fortnight we swap it up. And I'm T-Dog's- still not sure. Is it a funny because you've worked in radio before? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very familiar. With the sound of your own voice. Sure. I, we've been doing this almost a year now. Yeah. And uh, I listen to the shows on playback and yep. I'm still I still not used to the sound of my yeah, own voice. Okay. I still I still think I sound a bit nasally. You know, right. I, I sort of talk through my nose a little bit, but people assure me that's not the case. I don't find yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting how you have this perception of how you sound. Yeah, right. And how you actually sound. Yep. And you're like... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to challenge that next week at Magic Round. So okay. in your head is how you think you sound drunk. Yeah. Well, you're going to find out pretty soon on this show oh. what you actually sound no, like no, drunk. No, no, I know exactly how I sound like because I, I can still remember a story. When I was living overseas, I celebrated New Year's in Paris. Okay. I'd, and it was one of those things I did a walking tour during the day and then at night you could pay and they'll take you on a walking tour yep, at yep. night time, bottle of champagne, Oh, man, let's just say I was quite cheery and I recorded a Ah, message that I sent back to my family at the time, wishing them all, you know, a happy new year. And I've watched it back and I'm like, how am I even putting two words together? Yeah, like, okay. yeah so I'm hoping I'm not like that no, at Magic it won't, Round. it won't be that bad. No, no, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you've already heard me drunk on this show because when I went up to the Panthers match and I did some Vox Pop right towards the end of the game and I even sort of like a, oh, I'm drunk, <laughs> like I was off my chops. <laughs> However, I, as you can tell from the sound, like you can just hear it in my voice. I'm yeah. really pumped okay. out yeah, but It'll be interesting because I, I don't have a issue with talking to people, so it'll be... Interesting to see whether I rabbit on and just make no sense. No, you'll be perfect. Or, or no, no, but what I'm saying, drinking, or whether I just go silent and be like, hmm, yeah, hmm. No, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be having too much <laughs> yeah, fun. Okay, yeah, right, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So, look, thank you so much for joining us. We're fast approaching episode 50. Yes. We're really pumped about that, but next weekend we're going to record live from Magic Round, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So, everyone, take care. We'll talk to you next week. And as T-Dog always says... Have a beer with your dad for me. See you later. The Dummy M. Find us on Facebook at The Drunken Sober Chronicles.